Welcome to our Wednesday podcast on the Psalms, some simple devotional thoughts. Today we consider Psalm 136. This is a psalm of thanksgiving to God, with verses 1 to 3 setting the scene with the call in those verses to give thanks. This psalm is written to be sung alternately by two groups or persons. In this case, a soloist would chant the first part of the verse and the congregation would respond with the refrain in the second part of the verse. The refrain being, for his steadfast love endures forever. This refrain occurs 26 times. And although if you are reading the psalm, it may seem tedious, when it was sung antiphonally by a soloist and large congregation at one of the major festivals in Jerusalem, it would have been powerful and moving, especially as a soloist gives examples of things to give God thanks for as the psalm progresses. The psalm moves through a whole series of reasons for giving thanks, including from Israel's history to the climax, which is our personal reasons for giving thanks, finishing at the end with the call again to give thanks to God. And all the way through is this marvellous refrain referring to God for his steadfast love endures forever. God's steadfast love is his merciful devotion to his people. He's freely bound to them by the pledge he made in his covenant. And so it is a devotion that lasts forever. The psalm calls for God to be given thanks because he is the good God, verse 1, for he is good. As C.H. Spurgeon says, that is the beginning of our praise, the essential goodness of God from which all the streams of mercy flow, O deep abyss of infinite love. He is the great God, verses 2 to 4. Notice he is God of gods, Lord of lords, and he alone does great wonders. God's greatness coupled with God's goodness is such a joyful and awesome theme that it should truly lead us to praise him. He is the creator God, verses 5 to 9. These verses meditate on God creating as described in Genesis chapter 1. Notice here another attribute of God, his wisdom in creation. By understanding he made the heavens. He is the redeeming God, verses 10 to 22. In these verses there is the history of Israel's redemption from the Exodus through the wilderness years and the entering of the promised land. So speaking of God, who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and brought Israel out from among them, who led his people through the wilderness, who struck down great kings and gave their land as a heritage. And then at this point, the psalm becomes personal, applying God's goodness to the present to you and me. For Israel's redemption from captivity, provision and protection in the wilderness and coming into the promised land foreshadows our own experience. 
the testimony of Israel is the testimony of God's people throughout the ages. It is the testimony of God's goodness and faithfulness to you and me. And so we have this lovely verse, 23. It is he who remembered us in our low estate. Our low estate is when we are down, discouraged, trapped, frail, or up against it. God remembering us in our low estate is God redeeming us from being held captive and being trapped by sin. God's care and provision for us day by day when we're up against it and struggling with the difficulties of life. God delivering us into glory at the end of our earthly life, which in so many ways has been a fragile life with its discouragement and struggles. Verse 24 speaks of deliverance from our enemies and they are spiritual as well as physical. And verse 25 speaks of God's providential care. The psalm finishes with that call to give thanks to God. May we enter into the fullness of the blessings that come with God's steadfast love, but may we not take it for granted, but daily give thanks. Join me on Wednesday for Psalm 137.